0: hi everyone welcome back to the on my mind podcast i can't believe it's august when you're listening to this it is literally the end of summer (laughs) that's what it feels like anyway i know summer's still not over but i feel like it's coming to a close which is so sad i feel like for me it was like just starting to get good and now it is going away and let me know if i'm alone on this but i feel like the days go by slow but the months go by so quickly I don't know. Maybe I need to be more present because I feel like the last few months have seriously flown by. But anyway, I hope you're having a good week so far. I'm currently recording this at 11.50 a.m., which is really early for me. And for some reason, and this bugs me so much because I love waking up early. I feel like I get more done in the day, but I feel like when I wake up earlier than my midday slump, comes so early, it's not even lunchtime yet and I am like clocked out. You know what, I feel like it depends on where I'm at in my cycle because sometimes I have so much energy throughout the days and then other times I just feel like I wake up with no energy and then it kind of stays like that, so I don't know. Basically, right now, I am in a very chill mood, but I'm really happy to be recording a new episode and chatting with all of you. You know, I got to clock in for essentially what is my weekly therapy session, so I hope you guys are doing well. I really wish that you could speak back to me sometimes because essentially what I'm doing here is sitting alone in an empty room, obviously talking into a microphone and i'm just spilling my thoughts it's a very weird concept if you think about it and that's why i was so scared to start a podcast a solo one especially in the first place because i was like am i gonna have enough to say especially when there's no banter with another host and i don't have guests super super often so it's just funny because i really thought i was gonna struggle but apparently <laughs> apparently i have a lot to say apparently there's a lot of my mind <laughs> hence the name of this podcast so anyway in last week's episode, I did a really weird segment and I got a few DMs that were like, you should do this every week. But I don't know. It's a little bit strange. Basically, last week I gave you guys a stomach haul. <laughs> You're probably so confused if you, if you didn't listen to the last episode, but I basically told you everything that was inside my stomach at that moment. It's kind of weird and kind of strange. But I guess I'll tell you and maybe I will never do this again because I feel like this is just really weird So right now floating around inside of me. I have a hot latte with almond milk. Wait, no macadamia milk I actually changed from using oat milk to macadamia nut milk Which was definitely a weird transition just because it's definitely not as thick and creamy, but I have just been Doing I was about I say i'm doing lots of research literally my research comes from tiktok But it's people who know what they're talking about on tiktok I really try to find good sources and not just like random ass people, but people who actually know what they're saying. And I have seen a lot of different certified health people, whatever, saying that oat milk can be very inflammatory for you, especially the brand that I was using. It has a lot of additives to it that aren't really good for you. So I've recently made the switch to using macadamia milk, which I have really been liking. The brand I've been using is the Milkadamia unsweetened version if you want to check it out. I have some orange juice, really weird combo of liquids, I know. I also have some eggs with spinach and tomato. I'm really trying to incorporate more fruits and veggies into my diet. Tomato is a fruit which is so weird to me because to me it just tastes like a vegetable and I'm really good at eating fruit but vegetables mm, not so much so I try to throw spinach in my eggs which is really helpful and then I had some toast with Butter and strawberry jelly. And that is everything floating around in my stomach right now. I think that's the weirdest podcast segment I have ever heard of, and it kind of makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) But yeah, maybe that's the last time I'll ever do that. I don't know. Anyway, I don't really have too many life updates. Actually, you know what? I guess I kind of do. First things first, I'm in my Instagram stories talking era. If you follow me on Instagram already, You know that primarily on my instagram stories. It's just fun little pictures of what i'm doing I don't really ever talk on there and I don't I don't know It's mostly just simple like cute pictures not much meaning behind it most of the time It's just silly and fun. But lately I had this epiphany. I was like I don't know. Wait, when did it start? I had something to say. And so I did an Instagram story talking about it, which I don't do. It's like kind of uncomfortable for me, which is funny because I do that on YouTube every week. But for some reason, it's a different vibe doing it on Instagram. And in my head, I thought to myself, oh, this could be fun to do because I feel like especially on Instagram these days, things are so curated. I feel like a lot of the times it can feel not super personal just with like the stuff that I post because it's just simple little cute pics and i thought to myself it'd be fun to do talking stories maybe daily or every other day if i have something on my mind that i normally would never share on the internet because it's just random maybe it's weird maybe it doesn't really make sense i thought it'd be fun to share my thoughts and so for the past few days i have been posting way too many stories talking about the most random shit and it's been so fun it really feels like it's turned into like a facetime session And it's so unlike my usual content on Instagram. So now it's a mix between the aesthetic pictures vibe and also the I'm on FaceTime with my best friend and we're talking about weird shit vibe. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you definitely should. It's interesting on there. And I've been having a lot of fun doing that just because I definitely want to feel close to you guys on Instagram too, because I feel like on the podcast, especially, I definitely feel like we're very close. You guys know what's going on in my head. And I don't know. On Instagram, sometimes I feel like things can just feel superficial, which is fine. And you guys know I love my cute little pics. But anyway, I'm in my Instagram stories talking era. I have a feeling some people are like, please respectfully shut up. But I feel like some of you like it. So eh, that's a give or take. Randomly enough, tonight I am seeing Jack Johnson live. He's performing in Waikiki tonight, which is so random. Well, not really random, but I'm going really randomly because my friend, she was going with another person who couldn't get off work. And so last night she was like, hey, do you want to go to a Jack Johnson concert? And I was like, you know what? Yes. I love Jack Johnson. I think he's such an amazing artist and I've liked his music for a really long time. I haven't gone to a concert in so long. I think the last, the last concert I went to was a year ago today because today is what? July 30th? No, July 29th. I think the last concert I went to was, yeah, Lollapalooza in Chicago last year. So it's been a long time. I'm pretty sure this is going to be more of a wholesome concert too. You know, it's not like I'm seeing Meg the Stallion (laughs) or anything like that. I'm going to see Jack Johnson and I feel like he's pretty wholesome. So super excited about that. I feel like there's been a shift in me lately and you guys might be noticing this if you Paid close attention, but I feel like I've been saying yes to more lately. And I want to do an episode on this, maybe. So go comment on the most recent Instagram post if this sounds good. But I want to talk about how I've been getting out of my shell more with friendships and navigating these friendships in my 20s because making friends is really hard once you exit the school scene. Because I feel like when you're in high school, when you're in college, sometimes it feels like you have built in friendships just because. You know, you're around people your age constantly and right now I'm at a point in my life where I don't really have a workplace environment So I don't really have co-workers essentially and also additionally you guys know i've kind of struggled with putting myself out there being open to friendships and a lot of that was due to me just being nervous about it me being closed off me kind of going off the deep end into being alone and I also had a lot of anxiety about meeting new people and creating new friendships. So lately, I've been really pouring into that. And it's funny because when I told my friend yes yesterday to going to this concert, I feel like me a year ago would have made up an excuse and been like, oh, I have plans like I'm busy just because I would have been nervous about it. And I don't know. I just I'm, a, I'm really happy for myself because it's taken a lot to get to this point. But I feel like lately I have just been cultivating really good friendships. And I don't know, I definitely value them a lot. And it's definitely been a shift in me because I feel like at one point I wanted so badly to learn how to be alone, learn how to do things alone, which I feel like I've definitely not mastered that. (laughs) Not at all. But I've gotten so much better at it. But I kind of went to the extreme of that with being alone that I isolated myself a lot. So I don't know, I'm trying to find a balance between all of it still having my alone time but also hanging out with my friends and I don't know, female friendships are just so powerful. They feel so good. So very excited for tonight. I feel like I could do a deep dive on this whole friendship topic in another episode, if you'd be interested. So definitely let me know about that. And last segment, this is something new as well that I started in the last podcast episode, but I really want to share any one random thing that I'm loving. It could be from any category, no limits. There's no rules here. So today, my favorite is a beauty product. It's the Inkylist List Caffeine Stimulating Scalp Treatment. This is not sponsored by them, but I saw it in a TikTok a long time ago, and I have been desperately trying to grow out my hair as fast as I can. Growing out your hair is one of the most painful processes because it's a long term thing when you cut your hair you get instant gratification because boom you chop it off you're done but when you're growing out your hair you know you go through that awkward length phase I just feel like it's not the most fun thing to wait out and I feel like ever since I graduated high school I've had short hair because I just would keep cutting it I would get very obsessive with cutting it super short just because I thought it was fun and it was like an activity for me And while my fingers are itching for the scissors to cut my hair, because it's so fun to play hairstylist, I really wanna grow it out. You know, it's just time to change it up a little bit. And basically this product stimulates hair growth, And so I saw it in a TikTok, bought it immediately. The Inkey List is also a very, it's a pretty affordable beauty, mostly skincare brand, but I guess they have hair stuff now. And I think I've been using it for about a month now. And you basically just put it in your hair at night, massage it into your scalp. You go to bed, you use it a few times a week. You let it sit in there, soak up. And I feel like I've noticed my hair growing faster than it usually does. So I am very happy about that. If you have any more quick Hair growing tips, please DM the podcast Instagram or my personal Instagram because I am so tired of waiting for my hair to grow out and I am itching to just chop it all off because I am bored. My toxic trait is that boredom drives me to do things that I don't want to do. Anyway, I think that's about it for all I have to say right now. Let's get into today's episode. We are doing advice session number three. You guys really liked the first and second one that I did. And I don't know, I feel like it's really fun to ask you guys on Instagram what you need advice on and kind of give you, I guess it's not unsolicited advice since you're submitting questions knowing that I'm gonna answer them. But I feel like sometimes it's nice to get a different perspective on things. And I don't know, I really enjoy giving advice and I like to think I'm kind of good at it, but that's up for you to decide. Obviously I'm gonna disclaim this now This is just my opinion. You don't have to listen to me. I will not take responsibility. Uh, Yeah, no. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard giving advice when I don't know the full backstory of things. So I'm gonna do my best with what context I'm given. I'm really excited if you want to participate in future episodes like this, make sure you follow the podcast Instagram at mymindpod, and let's get into these questions. Okay, we're kind of diving off into the deep end with this first question that I'm seeing. It says, how to let out your emotions and not keep your feelings bottled up? This is such a good question because I feel like so many of us tend to suppress our feelings, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because we don't want to deal with the pain that comes with feeling them Or maybe, I don't know, maybe we just don't feel safe to like open up to someone about it. So we push it down. That's how I feel sometimes when I bottle up my feelings, it usually is because I'm not ready to face them yet. But the thing about letting feelings sit is that it will probably just feel 20 times worse when you end up feeling it later because you can only suppress feelings for so long. They will always come back. You can't hide from them forever. But I feel like the best thing you can do to let out your emotions is to give yourself like a time frame. Say you just went through something really, really tough. Give yourself maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. Give yourself a time limit to feel all of these things. And within these however many hours or days that you've allowed yourself to feel these things, go full force into feeling them, however makes sense for you. Maybe that's screaming in your car, crying uncontrollably sobbing watching sad movies really wallowing in all of your sadness and anger whatever you're feeling i feel like everyone feels their emotions differently and processes them differently but i think the best thing you can do to let them out is to just fully unleash the beast and instead of feeling it a little bit at a time just go full force for like i said one day two days three days and then after that time period is done you're kind of all tired out from it and you've gotten it out and then because you've felt them, you can start to process them a little bit more instead of say you only feel a little bit of it each day and each day you're kind of sad, but not super sad because you're kind of suppressing it, but that can go on for weeks, for months. So I feel like if you give yourself time to just absolutely feel all of it, it is scary to feel that kind of emotion because that's so powerful and that's a lot of things to deal with at once. But I don't know, in my experience, I feel like, this is a pretty effective option. And I only learned this because my therapist taught me, well, she didn't teach me, but she taught someone else in my life who's she who she's talked to. And that person told me that story. And I don't know, I think that's a really powerful and good advice. So I'm gonna pass that information to you. My therapist was actually telling this person the story of how she learned this advice. So basically her husband who she was super in love with thought he was her soulmate cheated on on her or left her or i think both which is absolutely horrible she'd been married to this person for i think a while but they were just she was very deeply in love with him and she gave herself i think she said she gave herself three or four days to literally feel like she was dying in sadness anger and pain and then after that she had already felt everything And she just let it go and started the process of moving on because she had already gotten out all of her emotions, expressed them, and that's why now she can give that advice. So I thought I'd pass it on to you because I know how scary it is to let out your emotions, but sometimes you just have to give yourself a safe space to do that and give yourself a time period to do that and feel them out. If you listened to the episode My Favorite Things I Can't Live Without, you would have heard me absolutely rave about Thrive Cosmetics, who has 100% vegan and cruelty free beauty and skincare products. I talked endlessly about their liquid lash extensions mascara, which is the mascara I've used for almost two years now and I've repurchased so many times. So, them sponsoring the podcast is a huge deal for me because I genuinely love their stuff so much. I love the way their mascara makes my lashes look long and it lasts all day without clumping or smudging. It basically mimics the look of lash extensions without all. All the damaging glue or crazy salon prices, but most of all, I especially appreciate how easily it comes off with warm water and a washcloth so you don't need makeup remover or soap, and there's no raccoon eyes when you try to take it off, which makes it super different from other mascaras that I've tried. It's their best selling product and has more than 20,000 five star views, which I'm not surprised to hear because I am so obsessed with this stuff. And I really do love their mission with Bigger Than Beauty, where Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive for every product purchased. I'm a huge fan of this company, and you you can be two because right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com mind. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash mind for 15% off your first order. Definitely check it out. I am so, so obsessed what if i feel like i'm missing out because i've never had my first kiss but again i've never had the opportunity but i feel pressure i'm 16 by the way honestly with stuff like that i totally get what you're feeling because i've felt behind with stuff like this before when i had friends who were experiencing things earlier than me and i've totally been there but the advice i can give to you now is truly in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter and i know that doesn't really help But if you think about it in the way that things will happen for you when they're meant to, I feel like that gives you a lot more peace than just waiting around because your moment will come. Every one moment comes at a different time and truly there's no rush to experiencing certain things. I know it can feel like that sometimes, but don't put pressure on it don't put a timeline on when things need to happen because when you put pressure on things that's when things start to go downhill but i promise you're not really missing out on anything and 16 is still super young you have so many more years to experience all of the things that you will eventually end up experiencing them it's not like you're going to go through your whole life and never kiss someone you know i'm pretty sure by the time by the time you're at least i don't, don't want to put timelines on you <laughs> toxic you know what but I know for a fact at the end of your well okay why am I getting morbid here I was gonna say at the end of your life you will at least have kissed one person but honestly you will you will kiss someone someday and it'll feel amazing and you're gonna be glad that you didn't rush it or do it with someone random but hey if you do end up doing it with someone random that's part of the plan you just have to go with the flow don't force yourself to do it with someone you don't give a shit about unless you want to do it with someone you don't give a shit about but I don't know. For me. My first kiss was nothing magical, and I remember being super young and thinking about how it was going to be the best thing in my life, and I literally don't even think about it anymore. It was nothing special. It's not like living rent-free in my head. But yeah, I feel like the pressure only comes from yourself. If there's people in your life who are teasing you about that, mm, those aren't true friends, true people you want surrounding you. You will experience everything you are meant to on your own timeline, and everyone has different timelines. I'm going to a new school and I'm actually a bit scared of making new friends. Any tips? Oh my gosh, I know that feeling so well. When I went into middle school, I was going into a new school that everyone already knew each other at because they had known each other in elementary. I just remember being so scared. So I know that feeling and I know making new friends can be really, really scary, but I do have a few tips and I think these will be really helpful. I think the best and easiest way to kind of plant the seeds of friendship, compliment people. If you see someone in your class and you like their hair, you like their outfit, or their makeup looks good, or their eyebrows are amazing, or their winged eyeliner is super good, whatever it is, compliment that person on something. I feel like little compliments, whenever someone compliments me, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And who knows, that might spark up a conversation. I feel like it's a good way to, like I said, plant the seeds of making a conversation, possibly being friends. And If it doesn't turn into anything, hey, at least you made someone's day by giving them a little compliment. I feel like that's one really great way to make connections. Another way is joining a sport because I feel like those are kind of built-in friends. When I played a sport in high school, those were literally my only, not my only friends, but those were my main group of friends, the people who I was in the sport with. If you don't do sports, maybe join a club find something that interests you and you're bound to make friends in that scenario too just because you're surrounded by people who have similar interests and you'll have something to talk about i don't know it kind of depends on how bold or how shy you are because if you're a super bold person and you see someone who you kind of want to vibe with or hang out with maybe ask them if they want to sit together at lunch or if you can sit with them and their friends at lunch put yourself out there (laughs) That thought actually is horrifying to me and i'm not bold like that But if you are hey points for you, but I feel like those other tips I shared Even if you're shy, I feel like those are doable. You can do it I know it's scary to put yourself out there, but who knows maybe you'll make a best friend Maybe you will meet people who you're friends with for a really long time. You never know You just have to try and honestly when it comes to situations like that I try to always think to myself. Okay, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen here? Okay, I don't make a friend whatever are it, like I always am like so worried about what people are gonna think they're gonna be like oh I don't want to be her friend well blah, blah, blah. she's weird that really doesn't happen often <laughs> I feel like in our head we tend to catastrophize situations like that so no 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 cut those thoughts off truly what's the worst that's gonna happen realistically be realistic I know our brains come up with crazy scenarios sometimes but I am 98, 99% sure (laughs) you will be okay and you will meet who you're meant to meet. Sometimes you just have to put in the extra effort to put yourself out there. What to do when you're in love with your boy best friend. Uh, Oh, that's so sticky. It really depends on how you think he feels about you. If you're getting the vibe that he also likes you, that's one thing. But if you don't think he likes you, then I probably wouldn't say anything just because you don't want to ruin... friendship because sometimes if you tell someone you like them and they do not feel that way about you they might feel weird hanging out around you and I just say that because I've had a guy friend who I was really close with and he admitted he had crazy feelings for me and that kind of turned me off from wanting to hang out with him just because I didn't feel the same so I feel like you kind of have to feel out their vibes what kind of vibe they're giving off towards you but if you maybe have a sense that he's kind of crushing on you too Make your move, baby. Life is too short. You know, even if you don't think he likes you, I go, you can make him like you. (laughs) That's so tough though. It really depends on the whole scope of the situation. I feel like in general, again, I can only give general advice because I don't know any other context other than this question. I feel like in general, sometimes it's either best to be absolutely so bold and tell them your feelings, Depending on how you think they feel or it's best to just not say anything about it because you don't want to ruin the friendship If their friendship means a lot to you. It really just depends I feel like you have to listen to your gut with something like that tips for days when you're feeling down I feel like the days that I feel down. I try to take it very easy And i'll either you know, just let myself have a super relaxing day It kind of depends on the vibe or if I want to feel good because sometimes I want to like sit in that mood. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like self-sabotaging, but sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to have a chill day. I've been go, go, go lately. And then other times, if I want to feel good, I will either go on a drive with good music. If you don't have a car, honestly, sometimes I'll even just like put on my headphones and play some good music. That really tends to uplift me. I will go walk on the treadmill and watch one of my favorite YouTubers because that just makes me feel good because I love watching vlogs and I also feel like movement really changes your mood. Even if you don't think it will, it probably will. I don't know, even just doing something nice for yourself, whether that is treating yourself to a little treat, a little dessert maybe, maybe your favorite food, something that, I don't know, kind of just brightens your day. Other things I like to do when I'm feeling down, is get outside, because sometimes I will just rot inside my room, my apartment, I won't leave. So I feel like getting outside is also really nice. It kind of depends. It depends what kind of mood you're in, because like I said, sometimes I feel like when I'm feeling down, I just want to like sit in that. But I feel like usually that's not the best thing for me to do. So I try to still take it easy, but also do things that make me feel really good. How to deal with moving to college and starting a new life. Okay, this one I can't completely relate to just because I've never moved off to college, but I do know what it's like to kind of start a new life and leave home, and it's scary. As much as you're excited, once that date approaches of you actually leaving and it hits you, it is very daunting, and as much as you're excited to do it, it can be the scariest thing in the world, so I'm right there with you. Honestly, I feel like you can definitely take comfort in the fact that knowing that pretty much everyone else is in the same position as you, and they're also probably really nervous, really scared. I feel like it's so normal to feel like that. More often than not, people will be feeling the same way as you. You're not alone in this, so definitely know that, but I feel like the best thing you can do is keep in touch with your people back at home, whether that's your parents or Hometown friends, maybe even just like a weekly catch-up is really nice to stay connected to them And also knowing that there's so much excitement and good ahead for you I know it's so scary to start a new life going to college. There's so many questions But I can guarantee pretty much that you are going to have experiences that you will remember for the rest of your life And I know it's hard to see that now But you're gonna make so many memories, meet so many people. You know, there's gonna be ups and downs, but if you can conquer this, you can conquer anything because it's so scary to be at the ripe age of 18, 19 and leaving your life and starting a new one. So sometimes you just have to take it day by day. Don't think too far into the future because then you're just gonna have all these questions in your head and you know, freak yourself out if you think too far in advance, but I think the best thing you can do is to really just take things slow, take things day by day. If you're living in a dorm or an apartment, whatever your living situation is, if you're living away from home, bring things from your childhood home that make it feel very homey, create a very safe and comforting space for you, And I feel like opening up about it is really good too. Like I said, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other people that you're gonna meet are gonna be feeling the same way. So you guys can all, you know, talk about it together. The people that I do have in my life that have experienced this, they were so scared going into it. And then maybe a week, a month later, they were absolutely thriving and they did not look back once. And they would say it's like the best thing that ever happened to them. So have that to look forward to. I promise you will be okay, just take it one day at a time do you believe that people can change i love you and adore you for everything you are that is so sweet thank you and yes i do i really do i feel like part of me believes that everyone deserves a second chance another part of me believes that if you give someone a second chance you're giving them a second opportunity to mess up (laughs) and hurt you again but i think for the most part you know humans are very capable of change and i believe so firmly that people can change because I see how much I've changed. I see how much I have changed my opinions on things, my goals, who I am, what I care about, what I do even. And I don't know, I feel like if I'm capable of that, I know other people are capable of that. And if there's one thing about humans, it's that we're always changing, evolving, growing, learning new things. And the person you are today, if you go back exactly a year ago, you're probably so different than you were a year ago. And so, yes, I do think that people can change, but- Does that mean that people always deserve a second chance? I don't know. That's up for you to decide. But I feel like for the most part, yeah, people can change. How do you deal with people calling you weird or annoying when you're being yourself? Honestly, that's such a power move if you're being yourself because so many people put on acts, they put on facades, and they don't even embrace their true selves because I am a firm believer that anyone who is truly acting like themselves, we're all a little weird. Come on now. And if you don't believe that, are you, I'm like, are you living your truth? But honestly, go you for fully being yourself. If people can't accept that, maybe they're not on the same wavelength. Those are not the people you kind of want in your life anyway. So I don't know. I feel like you just have to look at them and be like, dang, that's unfortunate that you haven't found your true self yet. And I say that because like I said, I just feel like everyone... At the core of who they are, you know, we all have weird tendencies. We all have annoying things that we might do. But if you are being yourself, that is the most powerful thing you can be. So don't be ashamed of that. And I don't know, just be like, yeah, you guys are boring. I'm going to go find people that are like me. Goodbye. I'm only 20 and I'm ready to marry and have a life with my boyfriend. I don't think he is. What do I do? Well, I think the first thing... That's really important is to have a conversation with him about this and I don't know at the end of the day It's going to come down to are you willing to wait or I don't know you can't rush someone to Be ready to be married. If anything, I think it's a good thing If he feels like he needs more time because if he's also around the same age, you know, we're still So young 20 is young and i'm not saying that 20 is too young to be married because you can get married whenever you want, and whenever you feel ready, that time is going to look different for everyone. But if you feel ready right now, but your boyfriend doesn't, obviously it's not right to rush someone into that. So I think you really need to have an open conversation with him. Yes, it might be uncomfortable and hard. And if that's a deal breaker for you, I don't know, you have to look at the big picture. Like if him not being ready right now is a deal breaker for you, then you might have to reevaluate, which is so hard. But sometimes we're just on different pages than people, but I think you need to figure out where his head is at. And I don't know, it's hard because in situations like this, I don't know if there's a compromise. Because what's the compromise? He's going to rush into marriage or you're going to wait a few years? So like I said, I think you guys just really need to have an open convo and trust that things are gonna work out but i think honesty is the best thing that you can do in a situation like this and i'm crossing my fingers for you that everything turns out okay but yes definitely have a very good and open and honest conversation very soon because if these thoughts are marinating in your head they're just going to grow they're going to nag at you so i think you really need to be not be on the same page as him but understand where he's at Advice on starting content creating for the purpose of spreading love and realness. I think that's amazing that you want to do that. And my only question is, why not? I feel like my best advice to really get yourself out there is honestly probably going to TikTok, which is definitely the best platform to grow on right now. I just feel like with Instagram, it feels nearly impossible to organically grow And YouTube is a different story. So definitely get yourself on TikTok. Make some content that you feel like resonates with you and the message that you want to spread and just start. I feel like people always ask, what is my biggest advice on starting a YouTube channel, starting whatever with social media? You just have to start. You might not always be the best. You're not going to be the best when you start because you're brand new at something, but you can't only start something new if you feel like you're going to be good at it. I don't know if that makes sense. Basically, what I'm trying to say is you can't let the fear of not being good at something stop you from doing it because everything in life takes practice. It's not the end of the world if you're not good at something right away because when I started YouTube, I was shit. And I look back and I'm embarrassed. But hey, actually, I'm not that embarrassed because it got me to where I am now. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I appreciate those times looking back because if I had let fear get the best of me or self-doubt... I literally wouldn't even be here talking right now, having this as a job. My life would look so different. So sometimes you just have to take the leap and start. Another piece of advice that I think is really important is to find your own groove with things. I know it's very easy if you feel super inspired by someone to kind of copy their content. And essentially on TikTok, I feel like when trends go around, you're copying someone else's ideas, but you have to put your own twist on it, your own personality. If you copy someone else online, that persona or whatever already exists. So why would people need to follow both? So you have to stay true to yourself and I don't know, just be your most authentic self online because I feel like everyone has something different to bring to the table and you just have to believe that for yourself too. How to not procrastinate, please. (laughs) Please. I wish... I had a really solid answer for you because I struggle with this too. I have not met a single person in my life who is like perfect at not being a procrastinator. But I have recently come to this realization and it's definitely helped me with procrastinating. And I actually just used it before recording this episode because I'm recording this on a Friday I technically don't upload until Wednesday, so like I've been doing, I could wait till Tuesday to record this episode, but then I'm going to be stressed out because I would only have so much time to edit it and get it all ready, and then I would feel a lot of pressure because then I'm on a time limit, and so I actually used this method to get myself recording today. You have to do things now that your future self is going to be grateful for. Because I know me on Monday, on Tuesday, I'm going to be like, wow, I am stress-free. I already have this done. And now I'm not freaking out the day before this episode's about to go up. And the same can go with homework or whatever you're procrastinating. You have to think about your future self and do it for that future person because you procrastinating now is only hurting you in the future. And you procrastinating in this moment only feels good in this moment because it's so easy to just push something off and be like, "Eh, I don't feel like doing it but then you're just leaving the work for future you. So that's a mindset shift that has really helped me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta look out for future Ava here. I know she's gonna be so grateful and that kind of kicked my ass a little bit. And that is why I'm recording about a week before so that I don't procrastinate again because I was really mad at myself last week for procrastinating. So lesson learned, I guess. I don't know. I feel like once you have procrastinated enough times that you are pulling out your hair and hating yourself, you kind of are just like, I'm so over this. And i got to that point in high school too i would be writing an essay at 11 p.m it's due at 12 a.m and you know i'm just like freaking out about it pulling out my hair having so much stress and i was like i could have avoided this and i hate myself so sometimes you just have to go through it enough to be like okay i'm literally over this i'm not doing this again something that also helps is literally doing a countdown Being like, okay, after I count down from 10, I'm going to get my ass up and do whatever I need to do. Sometimes that helps. (laughs) Also, what really helps me is watching other people be productive. So whether that's productivity TikToks or YouTube videos, seeing other people be productive inspires me and kind of makes me like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. And it makes me want to do things. So those are my tips. What do you do when your relationship loses its spark? Well, first of all, I want to tell you that this is very normal, especially when you've been in a relationship for a while. Nothing is wrong sometimes when a relationship feels like it's losing spark or... Like, you know, things are just plateauing a little bit. That is very normal. It's called welcome to the after the honeymoon phase because during the honeymoon phase, things are so great. Fireworks, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, for some people, maybe that doesn't die out, but for some it does. And if yours does, that is okay. It is so normal. I just want to validate you on that because I remember in the past, I have felt bad about that when there was really no reason to be feeling bad about it for My biggest tip is to do something different with your partner. Go somewhere new, dress up again. I remember there were so many times where I would just stop getting ready for dates and I wouldn't really like get ready, make myself feel good and feel pretty. And that is such an exciting part of a relationship is going out on fun dates and trying a new restaurant. Don't go to the same place that you always go to, spice it up, change it up. Even just thinking of and doing new activities that you can do together is really fun. I honestly just think it's very easy for a relationship to lose its spark when you're doing the same things all of the time because it's comfortable and it's what you're familiar with. But I think one of the best things you can do is to change things up. And I would voice this to your partner too. I don't know if I would necessarily say, hey, I think our relationship is losing its spark because that can come across the wrong way and they might freak out. But I would be like, I wanna put more effort into our relationship again and start dating again. Let's do like a weekly date and let's come up with a list of 10 different things that we haven't done yet that we wanna do together. I feel like that is so fun and it's so nice to have something to look forward to. And speaking about effort here, I think sometimes in relationships, because you get so comfortable, And you're just like, yeah, this is my person. I don't really need to keep winning them. Mm. Sometimes that can lead to a relationship feeling like it's plateauing because you don't feel like you have to put effort in because you already secured the bag. But no, I think you still need to put that extra effort in. Maybe it's leaving them little notes in their car or sending cute good morning and good night texts again or giving them flowers or, you know, receiving flowers is also really nice. Depends. Depends on your situation. But I just think that sometimes when you're in a relationship for a very long time, the effort kind of naturally just dissipates because you don't feel like you need to put in effort. But I think having a conversation about that is really helpful so you can both be on the same page. I think if you don't have a conversation about it, then things aren't going to change because they're not going to know what you're feeling. So you can't keep something like this to yourself. Again, you don't have to say, I feel like our relationship is going downhill because that is obviously gonna come across wrong. But I think it'd be good to say something like, hey, I really wanna you know, reinvest into our relationship again and let's pretend like it was when we first met each other. I don't know, something like that. I hope this advice helped. How to make the first move as a girl. Honestly, realizing your true power in your femininity and going after what you want, and that is such a power move, Hey, if it doesn't turn out good, that is their loss. You are a powerful being (laughs) and that is so attractive that you want to make the first move. I think that's a power move. I commend you if you want to do that. If you do do that, I think that's freaking amazing. Again, sometimes our brains tend to catastrophize things. So you're probably thinking of the worst case scenario, but also think about the best case scenario and probably What's going to actually happen is maybe somewhere in between, but it's probably not going to be as bad as your brain thinks it's going to be if you make the first move. But honestly, what's the worst that's going to happen? You get rejected, then that's their loss. That's honestly more embarrassing. That's more embarrassing for them than it is for you if you get rejected because it's like, oh, you had no idea. You had no idea what you could have had and now you won't. I feel like a big part of this is all about how you frame it in your mind. So that's how I would frame it. My boyfriend still talks to one of his girlfriends that he has had sex with. Am I crazy to be a little insecure? No, you are not crazy. What's crazy is that he is doing that. Ugh, that makes me mad for you because, well, first, I think you need to, you've probably voiced this to him already, but if you haven't, I really think you need to tell him how uncomfortable it makes you. And honestly, if he freaks out about that, I'm sorry, but do you lack like decency or respect? Are you actually that dumb? Because if the situations were reversed and that was you and you still had a guy friend who you had hooked up with in the past, he probably wouldn't be okay with that. I hate the double standard sometimes when guys are like, oh, it's fine if I do it, but if you do it, it's the end of the world. So uh, I feel for you. That is one of the worst situations to be in because you're like, why doesn't he know this by himself? But hey, I think the best thing you can do, like I said, is tell him how uncomfortable it makes you. And tell him how it makes you feel i mean i don't know how it makes you feel but tell him how you feel and at that point if he doesn't respect it then uh, i just feel like that could be messy in the future too because then it's like okay well what else is he not going to respect about the boundaries that i have in the future and then you might need to reevaluate your relationship but i feel like how he responds to when you tell him about how you feel will tell you a lot about him but no i don't think you're crazy i think that's totally normal And totally valid because I would be very insecure about that too. And it's like, hello, why would you still be friends with someone who you used to do that with? Mm, mm -mm. Everyone's different though. Some people might be fine with that, but you're not. And that's okay that you're not. You don't have to force yourself to be fine with something like that. That's how you feel. And that's 100% valid. So totally validating you there, queen. You got this. I know it's scary to sometimes voice how you feel, but I feel like that will give you a lot of clarity on the situation and see where he stands with it. I struggle saying no out of FOMO. Any words of wisdom to help me develop boundaries? I think that's such a good question and I definitely used to be in your spot too because I would do things that I didn't even want to do, but ultimately I came to the point where I was like, okay, if I'm at this function that I was scared of missing out on, so I said yes, even though I didn't want to, And I'm not feeling good about it. And I'd rather be home. Why am I not just at home or doing whatever that I wanted to do instead? I feel like you really have to look out for your future self, honestly. And at the end of the day, I would just tell myself, there will be more fun experiences to be had. You can't possibly be a part of everything. You're going to experience what you're meant to experience. And it's never the end of the world if you miss out on one party. I promise you. It's not I remember back in high school. I didn't I wasn't really allowed to go out like that And so when there would be these parties that I didn't go to I would feel like I was missing out on the time of my life And I would just be so jealous and upset that I couldn't be there It's just funny because now it's like five years later and i'm just like "Uh, I'm glad I didn't go like it doesn't matter now but yeah, I feel like the best thing to know is that there's always things that you're going to miss out on on life. You can't be a part of literally everything. And so sometimes you just have to let go of that expectation and know that if you're not at something, your world isn't over. You will experience more amazing things in the future. And I don't know, sometimes you just have to look out for your future self and be like, Ugh, I know I'm going to literally regret saying yes if I go anyway. How to not care about what other people think. I love you. I love you too. And honestly, my best advice for this I don't know if this is really helpful and stick with me here because <laughs> I'm about to tell you how I genuinely get myself over people not liking me or like people, other people's opinions. This is what I do. Essentially in my head, when I'm worried about what other people might say about me, what other people might think about me. Oh my God. I just take myself out of my body. I envision myself as if I'm like a drone looking at myself. <laughs> I zoom out. I'm like, zooming out of myself. I see the world getting smaller and smaller. I'm like zooming out of my own little space. I see me getting smaller and smaller until you can't see me anymore until suddenly I'm in space looking at the whole earth. And I'm like, does anything really actually matter? Why am I going to give a shit about what someone else thinks about me? Because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And not everyone's going to like me. That's fine. That's literally just a part of life. And that is their loss. (laughs) But... You know you can't you're not going to be for everybody and that's not a bad thing so when i would spiral especially it was hard when i first really started to pick up traction on the internet just because i was getting so many people watching me not a maybe not everyone liking me and i was experiencing hate for the first time and negativity and back then it was really hard for me because i was so young and i truly truly cared so much about what other people said to the point that it would affect my actual life and i would question everything and now it's just funny because you know i see things and i'm just like "Eh, i don't know i mean sometimes things do hurt more than others but in general when i want to not care about what other people think i just zoom out (laughs) which i don't know if that makes sense maybe it does maybe i seem absolutely crazy so i'm just gonna move on to the next question but i hope that helped. maybe i don't know how to show your best friend love if you don't like showing emotion. That is an interesting one. So I know for me with my best friend, I don't, we don't touch each other. (laughs) Like it's funny because I have friends who I'm not as close with who I'm like, oh my gosh, come give me a hug. Like, you know, whatever. But with my best friend, we don't, like hug each other. It's just very weird when we do. So I know what you mean by this. If you're someone who you feel like you don't like showing emotion, I feel like there's still small things you can do to let them know that you love them and appreciate them, whether that's sending them a very random but sweet text. Maybe it's like just sending them a voice memo being like, hey, I'm thinking of you. I hope you have the best day. You mean a lot to me. Blah blah Whatever. Whatever feels right. Or maybe it's seeing their favorite snack when you're at the gas station and being like, hey, like dropping it off at their house and being like, hey, got this for you. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of small little things you can do, whether that's giving them like words of affirmation or very, very tiny, you know, like gift giving. I don't know. I feel like it kind of depends on what your love language is, what theirs is. And I feel like there's definitely ways to show love without being physical about it or showing a lot of emotion. Yeah, I feel like how I like to show my best friend love in ways because we don't show each other physical love, like hugging each other and being like, I love you so much. I appreciate you. Like there's some friends that I am like that with, but with my best friend, I'm just not, which is really funny because we're so close. So how I show my best friend love is we have these weekly sleepovers that we really try to do And so I feel like for us, it's having that quality time together and making time for each other, making time to see each other. So I think that's something that's really important for our relationship. Um, and even just being emotionally available for them to vent or, you know, just being there for them when they need you the most, I feel like is also very meaningful and special and shows them that you're there for them and that you love them. How to not feel guilty when I eat anything So I got kind of a few eating disorder questions, stuff like that. I definitely recommend checking out the episode I did with my sister. That was very, not very long ago, but when I first started the podcast, you would have to scroll down a little bit. But we talked a lot about that because she has firsthand experienced that. So I think that will, that episode will really help you more than I maybe can right now. But I feel like sometimes I also feel guilty when I eat something, but at the end of the day, I just try to remind myself that food is good for me and everything is fine in moderation. You know, when I start to feel guilty about maybe indulging a little bit too much on dessert, I'm just like, you know what? This is just life. Life is meant to be lived. And if I can't eat brownies, then life is not (laughs) worth it because I like love that. Or even just indulging in other things. I feel like The best thing that I do to not feel guilty about what I'm eating is just knowing that food is good for you, food food is fuel, and sometimes it's really important to listen to your cravings instead of suppressing them because when you suppress something, then they just come back 10 times stronger. So I feel like you really have to listen to what your body wants, what your body needs. I know this is such a hard thing for a lot of people about feeling guilty for eating, but you need food, your body needs it to be healthy, to be strong. And if you overindulge some days, that's okay. That's so normal. Food is meant to be enjoyed. And so, I don't know if this was helpful, but like I said, I would definitely check out that episode that I did with my sister if you want some more advice on that kind of stuff. How to broach the topic of moving out to your parents. What does broach mean? (laughs) I need to do flashcards again. Um, I say that because I just remember when I was in high school, my mom made me do like dictionary flashcards. Anyway, broach means raise a sensitive or difficult subject for discussion. Oof, I love learning new words. Thank you, girl. Honestly, whenever I brought up the topic, like big topics, I think the first time I made a presentation, oh, basically I would make presentations. Literally on Google, I would do a whole slideshow of who, what, when, where, why, all my reasonings, how I was gonna make it happen, whatever. The first time I did this was when I thought I was gonna to move to LA. <laughs> Thank God that never happened, but I made a whole slideshow to present to my parents just to kind of lay out all of my thoughts and what I was thinking, my plans, and I don't know, show that I was actually serious about it. So I've done that with a lot of things. I think I did that with not going to school too. Did I? I don't really know. So that's personally what I did, but I remember when I wanted to move out I don't know. It was something that I kind of put out in the air a little bit. It wasn't like a super serious conversation. I kind of just lightly mentioned it. And then over time I would keep talking about it, but I know everyone's situation is different because maybe your parents are going to be super supportive. They're just going to be the best about it and help you throughout the whole process. Or I know for a lot of people, it might just be really hard to, and they might not support you. So it kind of depends. Um, on how your parents are, but I feel like at the end of the day, it is your life. You are allowed to do whatever you want to do, especially after you turn 18. And if you're going to be supporting yourself with your own money, that's, you know, a whole other topic too. But I feel like you have to appeal to their logic and make it seem that this is what's best for you. This is what you need and why this is the best thing for you. Hopefully that advice is helpful. I don't know, that's definitely a hard situation to approach, honestly. So I'm there with you. It is so weird, so hard to bring up conversations like that. But at some point, every parent is gonna have to deal with their kid moving out because that's just part of life. And that was the last question I'm going to answer in today's advice session. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to participate in future ones, definitely follow me on the podcast Instagram at my I'm hoping this advice was sound and steady because some of the things I was saying, I kind of blacked out during and I was like, I don't know if this actually makes sense or if this is actually helpful. So like I said, take everything with a grain of salt. You can listen to me. You don't have to listen to me. At the end of the day it is just one person's opinion and i don't know you personally so you're allowed to make your own choices but i hope that my advice was at least a little bit helpful thank you for listening that was all the advice on my mind